This is Spoken by Elswith, a Femdom Hypnosis podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe. Plus, visit my website for sessions too intense to be included here. Visit my Patreon to collect your free codes for sessions. Today's podcast episode. Like a lot of them, it includes a full hypnotic session. It's a conditioning session that encourages you to want to return to me. So I suppose I should start by telling you exactly what inspired me to create such a session. And the answer, it's a simple one. Here's a message that I received from a patron who I'm going to call E. Dear Mistress, I have lost count on the number of times I've taken an undeserved break from your training. When I come, I'm simply too embarrassed of myself, of the things I've written to you, the things I fantasize about and indulge in. When I'm in my submissive headspace, I love my place down at your feet. Going deep with your beautiful voice and improving myself through your wonderful guidance. But E goes on to say, regarding his behavior, it's just annoying because I inevitably always come back wanting to serve you. I would really appreciate some advice. Is there perhaps a specific session that can help me change this pattern of behavior? So it sure sounds like E is dealing with a bit of post-release shame. Maybe just a little, right? And in private, I mentioned to E that the erase session could help put an end to this bad habit. You know, his bad habit of wandering off, leaving me all alone, once he gets what he wants. We already know why guys fall asleep after they finish, right? We talked about that back in episode 73, if you need a refresher. I think this is something like the same thing. Now, this isn't the only session in this vein that I suggest if you have the same problem as E. I'll link you to the Erase session. I'll also link to another useful session called Only Mistress Humiliates Me that might help anyone who suffers from shame after a kink-fueled release. There's also a new trigger setting session that I want to give you the opportunity to explore. I'll tell you about it after this time together. So go ahead and find your comfy spot so that way we can get ready for today's hypnotic session. This is Come Back to Me, a hypnotic conditioning session spoken by Elswith. Why not start with a straightforward explanation of what's coming? The purpose of this session is to leave a trail of breadcrumbs. 
And the purpose of these breadcrumbs is to lead you back to me. And the reason that you need these breadcrumbs, well, that's all up to you. Some of my most loyal ones, they don't need this at all. They naturally want to return to me for all sorts of personal reasons. They're eager to tell me about their various pursuits. Even those who have a rich and varied tapestry of a life outside of their time devoted to me. Sometimes they seem like they relish nothing more than describing to me, revealing to me, exciting me with the stories of all of their adventures. It's an expression of my vanity that I can picture you doing something anything, simply because you want to share it with me. Honestly, I think it's sweet. And I am so lucky to have so many interesting and enticing ones, looking forward to trying to impress me. Oh, and dear listener, I include you here. Trust me on this because you wouldn't be listening to this session right now if you weren't interested in increasing your devotion, your reliance, your loyalty, your dependence, and your trust in me. Your lust after me, anyone or all of those things, and a dozen more I'm sure that you could think of if you wanted to. So we'll stop thinking about the others and just focus on you right now. We're going to need something before you start sinking deep into trance. This session It creates a stimulus and response trigger in your mind. So right now, you're going to begin to focus on what you want that stimulus to be. Your obvious choice is going to be your token. The token you chose just for me. The special coin. But perhaps you don't have a token of that type. Or perhaps you feel like that coin is also already so intrinsically tied to me, to us, that you want to focus on something else. The stimulus, it doesn't have to be a tiny object, something you can palm or place in your pocket. It could be a piece of art that hangs on your wall. It could be the honey pot the one you take a spoon from each day to stir into a freshly brewed cup of tea. It might not be an object at all. It might be an action that you know that you perform frequently. Perhaps reaching for your bedroom door handle. Perhaps typing the first few letters of a certain website into your browser. Now don't pick my website, silly guy. 
Breadcrumbs aren't much use when you're already on the right forest trail. Choose the place where you waste the most time. And then, when you've found your breadcrumb, you can continue. There's no rush here. I'm going to give you the time now to just listen to the music and consider your best choices for your breadcrumb. Whether it's an object or an action, focus on it as I take you into trance. I want you to imagine something for me. It might not be your favorite thing, but I want you to imagine it anyway. And part of the reason I want it is because even if you don't like it, it should still be easy to imagine. Because the experiences that led to your dislike, they're probably still firm in your mind. So, I want you to imagine eating spicy food. Now, we don't need to think about the hottest vindaloo or a particularly strong Thai green. You don't need to imagine those Carolina Reaper wings. Just whatever is a little hotter than you're comfortable with. Something that would normally have you sweating a little. You may begin to notice your mouth watering. Or perhaps that'll happen at a later time. If it already is, does that seem strange to you? The burning sensation produced by spicy food? Just thinking about it can get you to salivate almost defensively, like a flinch. Even the outdated model of taste regions on the tongue doesn't include spice. Because unlike sweetness or saltiness, it isn't a flavor at all. It's a sensation, which perhaps is why we interpret it as the burning sensation of heat. The chili binds to the heat receptors in your tongue, setting off more and more of them, feeling warm and then warmer. And feel it growing warmer still until you feel the sensation of burning, maybe of pain. Now, it doesn't matter what you imagine eating, or even if you imagine the act of eating at all, but imagine the swelling, growing sensation we're talking about, feeling like your mouth is on fire and allow the sensation to subside. You might feel this instantly once you're no longer paying attention to it, or it might cease gradually, as if you really had gone a little too hard on that super hot salsa. Speaking of salsa, do you get margaritas when you go out for Mexican food? If you don't drink, that's okay. They make virgin margaritas, and the minty flavor is the important part anyway. 
the active ingredient in the chili you just tasted or felt. There's a corresponding chemical in mint that creates a cooling sensation. You probably know that chemical's name, menthol, even though you might not have previously made that connection. If you had, smile to yourself for being a clever one. And if you don't like margaritas, perhaps you're a habitual gum chewer. I bet you brush your teeth once or twice a day. Or perhaps you only use menthol when you have the sniffles. But just like you know that hot sensation I gave to you earlier, you definitely know the opposite cooling sensation. It's fresh, invigorating, and just like the spicy counterpart, it might well have you salivating. Kinda makes me wonder if I could get you drooling, mindlessly, just from describing taste to you. But that's a game for another time. Follow my suggestions now, just like you always do, and begin to truly experience that same minty cooling sensation. Open your mouth and take in a deep breath. I wonder if you feel the cooling sensation now or perhaps later. I know that many felt that cooling sensation as soon as I began to talk about mint. The cool air triggers the same receptors the menthol would be attaching itself to. Just like the heat from before, it can grow and grow, and even approach something painful. Your nerves are telling you, your brain, that what you have in your mouth is too cold, even dangerously cold. But you know that you're safe here with me. You can trust me and keep following me. Because here's a fascinating fact. You might consider the hot sensation and the cold sensation, and your logical mind might come to the conclusion that one would cancel out the other. But the nerves that decide if you're hot and the nerves that decide if you're cold, they're two different things. And it's more than possible to experience both at the same time. Now, continue breathing in and out through your mouth. Your cool inhalation allows the menthol sensation to grow. Your warm breath out, each time forges a return of the hot, chilly sensation. Because I want you to add in the sensation you experienced earlier to this cooling. Blend in the spiciness I gave you earlier and enjoy the complexity. Out now allowing the warmth in your tongue to glow and grow like embers when the bellows blow. In. Out. 
in again, chilling, frosty, brisk, touching every part of your tongue, gums, and the roof of your mouth, out, in. You're so good for me, so eager to follow my commands. Keep breathing in and out at a normal rhythm for you, or deeper if you want to. If you need to close your mouth now, you can. You've done everything I've asked you to do. And you'll keep doing that for the rest of the time we have together. Maintain the sensations I've given you for as long as you can. They remind you, each time you become aware of them, how easily you can obey me. How ready you are to follow me. And I'm always proud of you for being so good, so obedient, and so talented. Now that you're here with me, deep down, down deep, here with me in trance, let's wrap up the thought we abandoned just a short time ago. Remember, we were talking about breadcrumbs. So we talked, I talked, you listened, and you listened to my suggestions, and I suggested that maybe you don't need any help being brought back to me, but maybe you still do need the breadcrumbs, something to entice you back towards the good things you get from me every now and then or something to help remind you, because sometimes being reminded, it's a thrill of its own. Like, say we're out and about, and you're wearing something under your clothes for me, like a rope harness, or a tight little cage, or a pair of my panties. Oh sure, you might be having fun experiencing the sensations, but you might just as easily forget about those things from time to time. You might be looking through the menu, or we might be watching some performance, and well, look at that. You've completely forgotten about the exciting thing that's going on under your clothes. Isn't playing a game like that the most fun when attention is drawn to it? When I ask you how what you're wearing feels, doesn't that just hit different? To know that I'm thinking about it too. That I ask for it. That the very idea must have aroused me and now... Well, now I can't stop thinking about it, and neither can you. Maybe your mind would wander to whether someone watching you would guess. Maybe towards what I'm going to do with you, 
once I get you alone again. The important thing is that we're not doing something mundane. It's exciting. And so it's fun to shake off any notion that it's ignorable. That it eventually would become boring. That's what reminding you does. Focus again on your breadcrumb. You know exactly what I mean by this. We talked about it. You chose it for me. The stimulus that you know you'll encounter frequently and that I'm going to use to lead you back to me. When I talk about it, I'm going to talk about the breadcrumb because I know you'll always understand, always know exactly what I'm talking about. Do you believe me? You should, because you might not have noticed, but just a little while ago, I mentioned three options to you. The rope harness, the cage, or a pair of silky underthings. One of them stood out to you. Oh, you might have gone back and forth a little as you worked out which one was the most vivid and appealing. So you, dear, you know exactly what the breadcrumb is. And you can trust your own subconscious mind to hold on to that object, that thought, that action. You can trust your memory to file it away in the correct drawer when you sleep. That word rune nestled into your mind. You know what the breadcrumb is. Whenever you encounter the breadcrumb in your life, whenever you see it, touch it, perform it, you will become filled with a sense of happiness and warmth by your next inward breath. This is deserved. It's a drop of the larger, more complete and all-encompassing sensation of poor, which you know I'm almost always happy to give you. Whenever you encounter the breadcrumb, Whenever your conscious mind recognizes that you've stumbled upon it, I want you to think of me. You will think of your mistress, your owner, your queen, your goddess, and the pink glitter of poor is only going to allow you to think of one of the best moments of our time together. This might be some wonderful daydream that we've shared. This might be a few sweet words that you've said to me and the reply from me that made you feel warm, made you feel pleasing, and best of all, seen. This might just be the explosive release you had while drifting with my words in your ears. And can you already recall exactly where you were drifting off to? Did you reach the destination I had planned? 
or did you get off early? Hmm? And won't it be nice, dear, won't it be nice, dear, to know that the next time you encounter the breadcrumb, that it will wake up your subconscious and lead you back to me. When you encounter your breadcrumb, it's going to fill you with desire. You will delight in the fact that you're never going to know what form that will take. You might find that you can't get some thrilling fantasy I shared with you out of your head. You might find that the thought leaves you aroused and that you can't shake it out until you revisit that exact moment and live it out once again. You might find that you need to look for what's fresh and new, what session, what words, that I've offered up to you that you might have missed. And then devour them because you simply can't imagine being satiated. You might simply need to come to me to tell me that you stumbled over the stimulus. You might be filled with excitement, a touch of trepidation, even awe at the fact that my suggestions are so deeply rooted in your mind. You might be inspired to send a tribute, a token of your affection, a lovely gift for me to receive. And I can't wait to hear it, whatever your response happens to be, my dear. It is what I crave. In a few moments, I'm going to begin counting you up and out of trance. It's my pleasure to return you to the land of the living, back to wakefulness. Know that this lesson, it's already being encoded in your mind. You do need to return here to or three more times to strengthen this training. The stimulus you've chosen, it might even lead you back to this very session. You probably already know that this work we do in hypnosis, it can and will carry on over into your everyday life. And you want this. It brings you joy to know this. It brings me joy to give it to you. So in a moment, as I count up to five, you can feel more and more alert. And when you awake, you may not feel any different, but deep inside, you know that these changes have happened. One, two, three, becoming more alert now. Four, slowly starting to open your eyes. Five, feeling fully refreshed 
and wide awake. Welcome back, dear one. I know you enjoyed the session. I'm going to tell you a little more about another session I'm releasing in just a moment. First, I need to give 33 and one-third thank yous to T on Patreon who has appointed himself my resident DJ. He sent me quite a few more vinyl records and I am loving the new Mitski album. It's strangely lo-fi and complex at the same time. And thanks too to those of you who answered the question at the end of the last podcast episode. You know, the one about anthropomorphic versions of your mistress? Snakes and bears and birds and various types of wildcat. I've tucked a few of the comments away for future reference. I was a touch disappointed that none of my YouTube listeners had anything to say on the matter. What's wrong? Are you shy? I know that's not true. Comments help me keep creating fun sessions and help shape the podcast just as much as my loyal patrons do. If you do nothing else, do consider leaving a comment or just hitting the like button, rating the podcast, and otherwise tickling the algorithm for me. Now this other trigger setting is an arousal setting. It includes guidance, a bit of play around losing yourself in a visualization, and maybe it will remind you of the theater of the mind session and the trigger it will allow me to inflame your arousal and future podcast sessions without ever having to actually talk about well you know things I can't talk about on YouTube won't that be nice dear that I'll be able to turn you on to have arousal cascade over you with just a word. What a lot of fun that will be through October. I hope you weren't relying on keeping calm. You might know that the Dear Darling trigger setting has some variations for those of you who want to associate that little word game with a specific fantasy or fetish, and I love that. So, wouldn't it be nice, dear, to have a version of increasing arousal tailored to your own interests? I'd be happy to do this if there's enough demand. Oh wait, demand? That doesn't sound right does it? If there's enough begging, pleading, or just politely requesting, 
Then I promise to make some fun alternative versions of this trigger setting. That's all for today, but I'll leave a link to the new trigger setting somewhere it's easy for you to find it.